position, or is in his position today, could do. He learned to recognize his blindness, to see how violently corrupted he'd become. He was able to pick his head up from the muck of that ideology and see the error of his ways, to steer the ship in the other direction, and to get out. He not only left and at last denounced the movement in the late 90s, he went on to become a powerful voice against hatred, co-founding the nonprofit Life After Hate in 2009 and launching North America's first extremist intervention program. White American Youth is Christian's testament to how frighteningly easy it can be to find yourself down the wrong rabbit hole with no way out. It is his tale of the only kind of redemption he will ever know. I admire him greatly, not because he once hated, but because he once hated and he fought hard against his own muddled determination and discovered that his prejudice and bigotry were paper-thin lies. We all have to discover life on our own path, find our truth. Christian writes his book to expose his truth, and we can be grateful in at least some small part for his courage in confessing how he ran on the dark side and what it's like to find yourself there and then breathlessly sprint for the light at the end of the tunnel. The result is a cautionary tale that furthers and educates us all. In the end, we all need guidance, direction, and help along the road of life. We all need a mentor. For many, music is a major influence, and that can be used for good or bad. I was able to find myself through music, and in a way, so did Christian. That night after the gig, throwing my arm around his shoulder was my way of showing empathy, compassion, telling him that whatever he was feeling, I, like so many others, had been there too. Taking his band on tour was my handing of trust over to him. Like Kenny with me, I hope I was able to lead him, if only for a moment, out of the deep fog hovering around him. Christian pursued music in other capacities after that tour, and he maintained contact with Kenny and me through the years. I am so incredibly proud of his life's work since he left the white power movement in 1995, and I can see the real change and transformation he has made. So, if you want to practice empathy, or if you just want to experience one hell of a redemption story, come along for the ride and find out how it all started where it went, and why it ended. Take the journey with Christian and let yourself fall down alongside him. Feel the despair, the violence, and rage as a young, impressionable boy climbs the rungs of the violent American white supremacist movement. Feel his fear and depression as he finally exits. Feel his sadness and hollowness after the battering waves of fear and isolation have at last ceased and beautifully watch him change and grow, evolving into a fine human being who accepts all people, including himself. Watch him turn into the man he always, deep down inside, wanted to be. Watch him make you proud to be a part of his experience, a part of this diverse global community, a part of this world. Watch yourself change along with him. Joan Jett. Introduction Charlottesville, Portland, New York City, Charleston, Oak Creek, Atlanta, 
Overland Park, Los Angeles, Denver, Las Vegas, Oklahoma City, Chicago, Washington, D.C. Most people claiming any one of these fine American cities as their hometown will boast of their charming countryside, rolling landscapes, or bustling metropolitan abodes. But what they typically fail to acknowledge, what they may not even know themselves, is that in recent decades, these cities and countless others across the United States have also been the sites of horrific, modern-day white supremacist terror attacks and killings. Perhaps we've all heard of the few examples of these tragedies that received the proper contempt in the media, the horror in Oklahoma City in 1995, unleashed by white supremacist Timothy McVeigh, who in a devastating act of domestic terrorism, bombed a federal building killing 168 innocent civilians. The mass murder of...